podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm. Welcome to Run With It, the podcast that brings you business ideas from established entrepreneurs. Each episode, you'll hear a new business idea and the exact steps our guests would take to get started. Follow through and you can earn a free mentoring session with today's guest and potentially a business partnership. Here are your hosts, Chris Justin and Ethan Janney. I'm Chris Justin. And I'm Ethan Janney. And on today's show, we have David Adler, founder and CEO of The Travel Secret. David is a seasoned entrepreneur who has had extensive experience in travel, e-commerce, telecom, hospitality, and international business. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here, guys. It's great to have you. You know, I'm going to kick us off here with an interesting question. We encourage our guests to take action. And a lot of people are struggling to take action. But I'm curious if you have a story of a situation where you took an extreme action, you were maybe even a crazy thing that you decided to do in order to advance your entrepreneurial journey that actually led to a great result. Yeah, I do have a story and it has to do with the travel secret. I had a, an experience down in Mexico during a vacation where I sat through a timeshare presentation. And I don't know if you guys have sat through one of those, but I sat through two hours worth of presentation. They were forcing me to sit on there to give me a discount for the hotel where I was staying. And when I left the place, I was like, this is ridiculous that they charge so much money for such an amazing product. Like having a timeshare, having access to discounts on hotels and cars and stuff is, is great. But why, why do they sell it in this model? And I remember spending the rest of the vacation just sitting around and thinking like, what would I do to make this different? Like it's happened a hundred times before. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, any, everything that you experienced in life or things that you do during your daily routine that ring a bell in your head, you're like, how would I change this? to make it better. And, and that's how I started the travel secret. The, the thing is that when I got back home, I said, you know, this sounds like it's a great product. They're selling it in a bad business model. What can I do to make it better? This was one of the millions of ideas that I had that I actually did decide to take action on it. And I just called up a friend that I knew had contacts in the industry. And all of the blue, I was not expecting him to be able to connect me to anybody. I did not expect this to lead to like a whole new business. But I just decided to take that first leap and take that first call and the first step. And then all of a sudden, the guy opened the door for me. He gave me the introduction. He shared his platform. He taught me everything about it. And now I have this amazing company. So, so yeah, really, a lot of people, we have a lot of ideas during our lives, especially if you're an entrepreneur. And we usually leave them like that. But if you take notes and you, one of them really grabs you, then the, the biggest thing is just to take action. And in this case, I just decided to make that first call, right? I did the first call and then now it's led to a, like a whole new business. So yeah. Cool. Congratulations. <laughs> that's my story. Thanks for telling that story. <laughs> yeah. That's a um, fantastic story of how you yeah. got started. And I just love that you grabbed the bull by the horns and, and you went with it. And that's I think, a really important thing to impress on our listeners as they hear this idea that you're about to share with us. So we'll save some time at the end to talk a little bit more about Travel Secret. But the goal of this podcast is to inspire entrepreneurs, bring them a new idea and tell them how they can get that idea going. And you've got one that you'd like to share with our listener. Tell us about the business idea that you would like them to run with. Yeah, this one is actually something that is close to my heart. It's an idea that I've had for a very, very long time. I haven't had the time or the resources to actually execute on it. The idea is having a video editing service that helps you with all of your lost footage that we have on our phones, right? A video. 
I have three kids. Uh, I've been married for almost 10 years now. And if I scroll back on my phone far enough, I'll find you know stuff from college and from my bachelor years and all that stuff. And I always, I'm sure, especially now during quarantine, we all are doing that, you know, scrolling through our phones and stuff like that. And once you see that and you start seeing all that footage, I'm like, what am I going to do with all of this? Like, it can't just sit on the cloud. It can't just sit on my phone. There has to be something special that you can do with it. So this business idea came about because I met a very good video editor through some pictures that we took with my kids. I mean, once I hired a photographer to come take some pictures and he said, do you want me to bring a videographer? He can record you guys like taking the pictures and walking around. And then you can give him some footage and he'll create a nice video for you guys. And I'm like, sure, why not? He basically did it for free. He just wanted to like try that out. So he came over, he spent, we spent about four or five hours driving around San Diego, taking footage of us with our kids and taking pictures because that, that was the main purpose of the, of, of the whole, you know, get, getting together. And then after that, he went away and, and he said, you know, post as many videos as you want from your iPhone on this Dropbox and then I'll grab him from there and I'll send you a nice three or four minute video that I create for you. And I'm like, sure. I mean, I didn't have any expectations for it. And now I can tell you that video, I mean, me and my kids, we've probably seen it 35 times. We, we get tears in our eyes every time that we see it. And it really connects with us emotionally, right? So this is when I had the idea of creating a site or a service where we can you know, share our footage from our phones and somebody can create a nice video from it. Now, it's not just a video. It's not just you know, putting everything together with nice music and then just going one to the other. It's done by somebody who has you know, the human touch, somebody who is actually a director or an editor that knows how to present the story, how to put images, you know, like uh, stock footage of some other stuff or of a beach or whatever, and just tells a story with your video, right? So I know there's a lot of businesses out there or a lot of services that have tried to do this where you upload it and there's like this AI that builds it for you. Or you send it down to the Philippines or somewhere and you know, a guy just spends two hours putting everything together and they send you your video. It's not the same thing. This is a video that has, like I said, that human touch that when you see it, the video has meaning to you, right? It hits the right chords. It resonates with you. It brings you back the memories. And that's why, I mean, all of my businesses are about that, about creating memories, about that special personal connection with what I do. And that's why I think travel has been very attractive to me. And now that's why I think this one is also really cool because I want people that when they see those videos, that they feel like I feel when I see mine, right? That they see like, oh, wow, look at that story. That I see my kids who are five and six and they, when they watch it, they, I can just see how they're smiling. There's like a nice voice recording that we sent. Like my wife sent one and I sent one without us hearing each other's voice recording. And the editor included it in the video. So the first time that we watched it, I heard a message from her that she told me and my kids. And she heard a message from me that I told her and my kids. So those kind of things, that human touch is what I think is really valuable about this, this business idea. Very cool. I completely agree with you in this being a, a strong need. Personally, my wife, whenever we go on a trip, she'll collect all our videos and she'll create something similar to what you're describing. And I know it takes her a long time. She doesn't really love the process of doing it herself, but she loves the end result. And then she'll delete the videos after the fact and we'll have this nice, you know, compiled video that tells the story of our trip. And it's something that, yeah, that we've watched dozens of times, each videos. And it's on YouTube, even like my family in India, 
can go watch it and feel like the mm-hmm. connection and, and be able to see what we're up to. So there's definitely a need there, I think. And I also think that this is interesting because it's only going to become a bigger problem as time goes on. People are going to take more and more videos and then the backlog that they have is going to be even larger. So there has to be something that's done with it. Otherwise, it's just all noise and no one's ever going to go back and look at it. Exactly. Not everybody has time to actually sit and actually do that video. I have a video from a trip that I took with my family that we went April in 2018 and I haven't finished it, just to give you an idea. Right. And my video doesn't look anything close to the other ones that this guy did for me. So, so yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. You know, what's interesting, um, luckily, I have a, a partner who is a photographer and, you know, makes documentary films and, you know, she's edited people's wedding videos and things like that. And so I, I definitely have seen some really good ones. You know, <laughs> I'll tell a quick story of just about, like you said, how powerful these could be. You know, first year of being a dad, pretty grueling, like, not only just the general getting used to having a kid, but, but like, you know, your scheduling, there's just sorts of all sorts of things. And they also like love mom, like way more than dad, <laughs> just because they're the <laughs> source of everything wonderful, like warmth and food and, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was for my first Father's Day. I, I would say at that point, I didn't necessarily think of myself as like the major role in my son's life. You know what I mean? I was around a lot, but I didn't have a lot of like feeling good about my role. Well, she made a movie where she put together all of these moments where I was just, you know, in retrospect, now that I saw the movie, just being a great dad, you know, like taking him in the pool and showing him how to do things that he never did before, you know, all these (laughs) kind of things. And um, it was actually amazing because uh, not only was it one of those movies, like you said, where it like brought it, you couldn't like help but cry watching it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like a commercial for me. <laughs> and it actually, I could see a shift in like the more he wanted to spend time with me, you know, because like he even, it highlighted these memories with dad, you know. So I would add what would be a really interesting feature of something like this is almost you could do a subscription where, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, Halloween, like, these like special events, birthdays, first birthday, occasions. Uh-huh. yeah, where you would know that you could just take videos and you could just upload them to this service and like automatically include it in your subscription is somebody's going to go through that material and make a cool video for you. You know, I think, I think that'd be pretty That's awesome. a good idea. Yeah. I've got to bring up my first objection here, which we can talk through. It sounds expensive. It sounds like it could be pricey to have someone go through all that footage and especially with the human touch to do it. I don't know how long it takes a professional to do it. Maybe Ethan, you can chime in with how long it, maybe it takes your wife to do a four minute video, but how much are you thinking that it would cost? Well, I know that uh, I spoke to, actually spoke to the guy, the video editor who did mine. Right. And I told him like, where does this magic in your video come from? Right. Like can anybody with good editing skills, you know, technological clicking on the computer, can anybody do that? you know, and create that magic? Or is that something that you, that you have inside of you, you know, like that, that artistic side? So we came to the conclusion that it comes from him. Like it's really him who does that magic, right? Like cutting and pasting and putting the music and doing that kind of stuff. Anybody, almost anybody can do it if you have somewhat technical skills. But the big, like behind the scenes, like this makes sense. It doesn't sound like that. This is wrong. Comes from somebody with a human touch, like with that special touch that he has. So what we said is that it would need to be obviously at scale that gets more difficult because there's not a lot of hymns and he can't be doing all the videos for everybody. 
when we discussed this, we talked about doing having like a team, especially starting maybe with two or three or four or five, you know, people, depending on how much funding you have to get this idea off the ground. And him training them as to what he likes to see in the videos, right? How he likes to present the stories. He actually has a course that he teaches people on how to do videos like him. So basically putting these uh, rookie editors through that course so that they can help him with the hard part, with all the legwork of finding the right videos, putting them in the right place, putting the music where it's supposed to go. And then him doing like the, the final revision to make sure that it makes sense. So yeah, especially at the beginning, it can't be very cheap because it's going to be expensive to get it off the ground, right? We're going to have to try it out. It's going to have to be videos that, you know, that resonate not only with the person who bought it, but you're going to use those for social media and to promote your business. So you want to make sure that there are, the videos are actually very good videos like the ones that he does. But as the business is growing and it's getting more and more traffic and stuff, then you can lower the price. So where would I would start? Probably, I mean, I paid him. He just did another video for me and I paid him close to almost 500 bucks. But that just goes to show you how much value I put in these videos. Right. I mean, you just told me, right? You have one that you created and that it makes you cry every time you watch it. Like, how, mm-hmm. much, how can you put a value on that? Right. Right. So for me, I mean, I paid him 500 bucks. I don't think that's a good starting point because somebody who just like watches a video and doesn't know what it is, is probably not going to invest that much. I would probably start it at 299, 279, somewhere around there with a limit of like three minutes length. And then as we get better and better, or as we do, and that's per video, I hadn't thought of the subscription model, but that's per video. But if you're a return customer, your next videos are now 99 bucks or something like that. You know, like now it gets cheaper as we scale because now we have more people that are trained and then more people that can look at the videos and see what's working and what people like. So it gets cheaper as we grow, but we can't go very cheap to start off. So that, that, that's one of the big challenges that I've seen in this business. You know, an interesting variation that's coming up right now for me, Chris and I are both pretty excited about a service called Acadium, which has marketing, mostly marketing apprentice type kids out of college or in another country who just want some experience. They do a three month thing. The client who's hiring pays 250 to 300 bucks for three months of this uh, apprentice's time, seven to 10 hours a week. Um, in the end, it, it ends up being like a $2 an hour thing, really, $250 an hour or something. But the service, Acadium, they actually make the money and the apprentice is doing it for free for the experience. So I could see a model where you could have tiered levels, right? You could have the pro pros and it's even $1,000 for like a three-minute video if you want one of the pros to do it. If you want an apprentice to do it, right, then you could pay a smaller amount and and actually the money would actually primarily go still to the person who's the expert in doing it offering like a training experience so that the person learning how to do it um, can learn from the expertise of the person who actually knows how to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that could work. I mean, as long as you can keep them on a timeline and they can respect that timeline, Mm -hmm. you know, then the apprentice should be fine, but he needs to respect because the clients are going to be expecting the result in a specific timeline. So if you go like, oh, sorry, he didn't finish his editing. We'll get it to you next week. Right. No, like you have to be very strict about that. The other nice thing about it for if you are doing it in that level, people are, as long as they're getting something, they could, like they could be getting a review out of it, right? Oh, this apprentice, they're being guided by someone who's an expert. They're taking a course in it, like you said. And then at the end of it, you know, they just want your feedback, right? And hopefully it's good feedback, but if it isn't, maybe they'll do a little bit more work. But if they get their good feedback from you, then that person could go on and do more professional editing jobs 
with some solid feedback under their belt and experience. Mm-hmm. 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 That's a great idea. Another example that this reminds me of, I know that there are photo editing books or photo book software out there that do something similar to this, where they'll have a professional designer who will take all your photos and lay it out. We looked at doing this for after our wedding, where um, he sent them all the photos and then they put it together for you. And I think it was 600 bucks or something like that. Uh, it includes the price of the book, but people are are willing to spend a good bit of money in this arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife does the one that is called Chatbooks. I think it's like six bucks a book. And you just upload your pictures and it just prints it for you and brings it so you have it handy and you're, so you have it like in physically in your hand. And we have like 18 volumes already. And my kids love going through them, even though you know the, the pictures are on our phone, but we have like the top pictures on those little books. And it has the dates on it. There was one on Shark Tank. I don't remember what the name was, but there was another one on Shark Tank that they also did the same thing. So like you said, people realize that all this footage and pictures on their phones, they can't live there. They have to live somewhere. So I definitely agree that the pictures are probably taken care of all the way up the spectrum from chat books for three bucks all the way to 600 or 700, like the one that you found. I myself have not found a reliable service that can connect with people with their footage and to put it in a way that makes it memorable like the ones that we've been we've been talking about right now. Why don't wedding photographers or wedding videographers do this already? I'm picturing I know we got a video for our wedding. I think it was for them to film the entire day and to mm-hmm. put together, I think mm-hmm. it was a thousand bucks. It seems like it's something that they could transition to or add to their service. I agree. The wedding videographer that did it for my brother, he was really cool because he actually which might be a good idea for this business that I hadn't thought of that the output, the result, not only is sent to you either in YouTube or Vimeo or like in a file that you have in your house, they can also make like a 90-second version or a 60-second version that you can post on social media and you can put on your, on your Instagram. So then all of a sudden, your Instagram is full of an awesome video with your family that you can share with your family and friends on social media. So yeah, I agree that video photographers... Uh, I mean, sorry, videographers from weddings and stuff like in events when they don't have events, they would definitely be a good resource to build these. And the way that I see it is one guy by himself might not have it, but if we create like a central platform where people go to find the guys or to get the service, and then we find the videographers that can do it down the ladder, would work a lot better instead of just one one guy doing it by itself. But that's not a bad idea, actually. I don't know if this has anything to do with this idea, but I just want to throw it out there to see if it gives us some something creative to think about. There's a couple of situations with photos particular, so I'm thinking of it, where somebody actually sets it up in such a way that they kind of already do a great deal of the work. And then once you see it, like it's so great that you want to pay for it or enough people want to pay for it, that's great. So there's two examples where that happens. One, it was actually in the hospital. There's a really genius business idea when we had our child, right? Somebody would just come in the room. They would say, hey, it's free. We're going to take a bunch of pictures of you and your kids. They've done it so many times. They know what to stage. Oh, you put your yep, thumb yep, on yep. their foot and <laughs> compare this and one with mom and one with dad and all that. And then, you know, you do it. It's totally free. My wife's a professional photographer, like I said, but, you know, she just had a baby <laughs> and, and, and yeah. it's got to be in the pictures. So it's like, she's not going to do it. So, and then they just send you the pictures and they say, hey, do you want these or not? And it's like, oh, come on. How could you not buy that? Yeah, exactly. The other situation is a marathon. Like I ran a marathon recently. All they did 
was get your bib number connected with the photo service. And they would set up these photo things of you crossing the finish line and you with your medal. And all you had to do is walk up to a photographer and do it. And then you would get it. You would see it. And you could say, oh, yeah, I want that. They had incentives where before you saw any of the photos, you could pay cheaper. Like, oh, I want all the photos. I know I'm going to want them. I'll pay like a third of the cost before I even do anything. Or you could like pick them out after, but it would be a, a lot more expensive. I don't know how this applies here, but I do see this analogy where once people see these things, they're like, I got to have it. You know, like it, it takes away a lot of the, the risk. And my only concern about it is that there has to be work done. Yeah. Either by an AI, which is what we don't want. Right. Or by somebody to create this staged video or like sample for you to get, you know, attracted to it. So I don't know how we, it's not a bad idea and it's something to think about for sure, but how we entice people to like, because they would also have to share their footage even before they pay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So that we can do something with it. So it would be, it would be interesting to see how we can, we can integrate that. I mean, it might be like, oh, here's your 60 second sample. If you want to go the full three minutes, just click here for the upgrade. And then that would probably work, you know, like get a 60 second video for 99 bucks, but the full three minute video is. $4.99, but check out how cool the 30-second one is, and then maybe you'll be wanting to do the whole thing. Right, right. Yeah, to include more footage or more things. Something to steal on there as we're continuing down this path. That raises the question of customer acquisition. How do you think that you could attract customers for this idea? I think social. Sharing the the videos on social. Like When I've shared the videos that this guy did for me on, on Facebook, I get tons of response from people saying like, how did you make this? Who made it for you? Like, please give me his phone number and stuff like that. So I think sharing on social and getting people to just share it when they buy it and stuff like that. And at the beginning, sharing, you know, creating videos for people that they can share and they always have, you know, that either tag it back to us or, or something like that would, would definitely be a, be a good start. And then, yeah, maybe even, you know, Facebook ads would be a good, a good play showing a really cool video. And then at the end saying like, if you want a video like this worth your footage, just click here to find out more. You know, generating leads through social media, especially because video is like the biggest thing right now, like even on TikTok, you know, like video is a big, big thing right now. So it'd be really easy to share a finished footage on any of the social media outlets and then have people, or even on YouTube, you could do YouTube videos that say, you know, finding good targeted channels like with family or depend or travel, and then showing a really cool video before the one that they're going to watch, you know, like a pre- I don't know what you call those, but the pre-video video or a pre-video ad and showing it and then, you know, drawing people to our website, I think would be super easy, especially if the videos are as good as what we're talking about. It would be super easy to draw them at least to check out the website. I'm uh, throwing out a lot of tangential things here. We might get somewhere with them. Facebook does this thing where they like Mm -hmm. do this like montage of your photos or something with a friend that you've had, like, Oh, look at your relationship over the past year or something like that. Gosh, it would be really interesting if in Facebook there was like an app and you could granted access, like, you know, it it couldn't be something that could be ahead of time, but there's a, a way that you grant this Facebook app access to your Facebook videos and photos. And then it could be like an easy conversion thing. So, One example that I'm thinking is you could actually make bad videos with an advertising bent of, do you want this type of thing or would you like, and then you could show like a good video that you made for somebody else. 
So you could use their own content and say like, look how this looks. But then like, would you like it to look like this? Contact us and we can mm-hmm, get mm-hmm, But mm-hmm. I like the, an idea where you can grant it within something like Facebook or I mean, Instagram, maybe because there's only short clips. I don't know if it would work. But where you could grant access to an app and then you could kind of give like small previews of these things and, and people could kind of just use it as a service now. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. I've seen those. I, and they imagine if Facebook does it with pictures and it calls your attention and people love those things. Imagine if we had it with video. Right. I, th- I think it's a next step. I also think a contest could work pretty well here for customer acquisition. Enter your information and uh, we'll choose five people who are going to win a free video that's similar in quality to this. Mm-hmm. Another tangential thing that comes to mind. And this is pulling back uh, Ethan's idea about doing some of the work and then presenting it to them and saying, you know, how could you not buy it? If you had a big list of customers, you could use a lookalike audience on Facebook, which um, to the listener who may not know, a lookalike audience, Facebook allows you to target the top 1% of people in a country who are most similar to a list of people that you upload to Facebook. And if you're to do that, maybe you have this big customer set and you say, okay, all of our customers who spent over a thousand bucks with us, we're going to upload that into Facebook and we're going to find a lookalike audience of those people. And that top 1%, maybe we do go for that extra effort and create a 60 second clip or, or even a three minute video and then, and then sell it to them because you know that these people are, are very likely to purchase videos like that. I think that's a great idea. It, I, I was just thinking, can't you just, I think on Facebook, you can target friends of people who like your page. Yeah. Right. So, so there's a chance that somebody who's your customer is going to like your page and then you target his friends with his video, you know, with his permission, obviously to, to run it in ads, but you're like, Hey, look, this video of David, who's my friend and it's on an ad and look how cool this video is. And it's a, it's an ad that is driving you straight to the website. So it would be very detailed and very precise advertising and it would be a hard campaign to run. But that would be like the best because you're like, if I'm seeing videos of my friends that are really cool, like I want to have a video like that, you know? I think for customer acquisition, what do you guys think of this model? Because we've kind of pieced it together, but I think this could be great. $99 will do, show you like 30 seconds to a minute of a video, try to make that really great, really appealing. And then you could keep that whatever you want. Maybe it's somehow self-contained. For for five hundred dollars, we'll do your you know three to five minute video, but you get like one or two hundred dollars off of that three to five minute video if you'll share it socially, right? If you share it on social mm-hmm. and refer people to this to this business, and then you know, of course, you try to not only highlight it, make a video that's good for them, but also that's just sort of generally appealing to folks that that, that see it. I feel like. That's viral, you know, if it works, right? If it works, then that's viral marketing. And, and that's better than ads, right? It's like, instead of targeting their audience with an ad, you have them target their own audience. Of course, for free. They're for free, right? And there's, there's actually more trust in that as well. The one tweak that comes to mind is, it might be hard to get people to spend 99 bucks for a 30 second or 60 second video. What if we consider that a deposit? So if you don't like the 60 second video that we create, then you get it back. If you do like it, then that goes toward the full price of what we're doing. How do you protect them from not just saying, I didn't like it and keeping the footage? Mm -hmm. I mean, some people may, but at least it's a bigger (laughs) barrier to say that, hey, you're going to, you have to give us some money in order to to get this. So I I don't know. 
if we get them to to shed a tear because the video is so good, they probably won't ask for their money. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is generally when you when you share these type of content, you always put like a watermark on it, or you can give them like a lo-fi version. Like that was the marathon pictures. It had like a kind of ugly watermark over everything, right? And yeah. so like you got the general idea. You knew that was a good looking picture, but you'd feel like kind of a kind of a weirdo if you like kept that as your, your member. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, for the if you were to do the deposit, you could put a watermark on it and say, hey, you pay the full amount and you can keep this video. If you want to upgrade to the higher tier, then at this point, you immediately get a $100 discount on that price. Pretty cool. All right, so let's get started. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we need to share this with the listeners. We can keep this episode private. I think we can just... Uh, <laughs> the three of us, I think we get this started pretty easily. Us, my wife can do some of the video editing. Your buddy can do some of it, David. We got, we got this under control. And <laughs> <laughs> thinking about this in terms of like, what's the hard part? And I think you brought up some of it already, David, of scaling. What else? Now that we've talked about this a little bit more, is there anything else that comes to mind of, hey, this could be a sticking point and here is how I've seen similar issues. Here's how I would address it. I'm not sure. I mean, what we did discuss, I think that the biggest problem is getting that at first, getting the, getting the client to do the first video. Once he does the first video, I think they'll stick to it. Just like I'm doing with this videographer, like I'm married to him now, you know, like he did one video for my son when he was born. And then I, I've done another video for my daughter. Now my, my third kid, he's almost two. We're waiting for him to walk a little bit better. I mean, he walks well, but if we want, just want him to be able to run on the sand before we do another video. Because we are, my wife and I have already been dreaming about how we're going to do this next video. We already know what footage we want him to record. I mean, and that's another thing. That can be another service where we actually get a local videographer to record you right now footage with a professional camera specific for use on this video. So what happens is that your video includes actual footage from you right now recorded by a professional videographer chasing you at the park, chasing you at the beach while you're driving in the car or whatever, and then puts footage from your phone inside the video. That's like the top level, right? That's like the, the top one all the way to the top. So talking about the product ladder, right? So we said the little sample for the 30 second sample, then it goes up to the 60 second full video with no watermark. Then it goes up to like the 249 for the five minutes or whatever. And then the top level is us, $7.99, where we send the videographer to record you for two hours. And then we use that footage in conjunction with your footage to create an amazing video. So that's the product ladder. And sorry that I, I went on a tangent to uh, this. I had this idea. No, that's fine. That so, brings up another tangential idea for me. Which is, <laughs> uh, another niche to service would be uh, businesses. And I'm picturing events where if it's at a public event, let's say I'm picturing a volleyball tournament. And you go in there and as a videographer, you, you film and you create this video for whatever the volleyball courts, right? Whoever's running it. And similar to what Ethan had said, you show them the video. Hey, would you guys like this? Pay me 500 bucks or a thousand bucks for it. They would buy it for sure. Especially if it's well done. It, it, it cannot be a commercial. Yeah. Right. It can't be one of those cheesy dealer, car dealership commercials where come over, we're having a sale, blah, blah, blah. And it looks like the footage looks like super like prepared and everything. Like it has to be a video that really touches you. So even during, even in a bit, that, that's the whole premise of this business is that it has to touch those strings that we were talking about earlier. You know, when you watch the one that your wife does or, or Ethan watches the one that he made with his wife, and when you pull those strings that it really hits you, that's what's going to make this business successful, right? That it really leaves 
a mark and that you like just want to watch it sometimes, some days, just to remind you how good of a dad you are. I mean, that's what we're trying to, to get to. So if we're able to do that on a business side or on a commercial side, there would be an opportunity there as well. You know, so that we are able to transmit the business's uh, personality through the video. That's what you would be trying to do, right? So that clients understand what your message is, who you are, and then they start trusting you, right? That's what you, that's a, that's a, that's what you would want from a commercial video for a business. Like, so here's a model to get started, which could be interesting. If you're already good at photography, like your friend is, and you've got a course, like if you already got a course or you want to put together a course or you want to mentor some people, you could create a course that actually people pay for, right? Like, but I'm, I'm like a beginner videographer and editor and I want to learn how to do this better and how to do it professionally. And they actually pay for the course. And as part of it, people can say, hey, it's a free video, actually. You get it done by somebody who's taking a course. But it's free, not only because it's been done by somebody who's taking a course, but because now you actually have to share it socially, right? And it's kind of like a way to bootstrap this idea in a way where you don't... Because I was trying to think, if you gave these away for free just for social sharing, and it's a good business idea, then it would be worth it, right? Because like the customer acquisition cost would be covered by the fact that you're doing it for free and it's shared socially. But if you want to even take away the risk from putting the time and energy in without getting a return, then if you use this model where you're getting like apprentices to edit these videos, and then the whole exchange happens because there's a free social share, you could get all of that done and sort of build the foundation of the business up to the point where you knew that you could start charging for the higher level things. Uh, I think, you know, within a few months, if, if it's an idea that has legs. Absolutely. I agree. Awesome. Well, we've kicked around quite a bit here around this idea. Appreciate the time that you spent with us, David. What's one thing you would like a listener to take away from this conversation? That's what I said at the beginning. We all have ideas. We all have, think of, especially if you have the entrepreneurial spirit, you always think of new ideas. Just pick one and do it. Or if you already picked one, just push it as far as you can. You know, like you thought of the idea, that's the train. You have to get it rolling, right? So like push it, do something, call somebody, build a... It's so easy to validate your idea nowadays. Like you can do a Facebook post to all of your friends and say, what would you guys think about me selling, I don't know, black t-shirts to everybody in the neighborhood? And it would be super easy to get feedback from people. Like it's so easy and cheap. So when you have ideas, validate them. If they have traction, keep pushing them. Because sometimes as an entrepreneur, it's hard to see the end result, especially when at the beginning you're finding these you know, bumps on the road and it's hard or you don't see a clear path as to how to accomplish this. But as long as you start pushing the train and it starts moving, you'll get there. And the biggest thing is be patient because if you're not patient, you're never going to get anywhere. It's, I would say, impossible to build a business overnight. Like they say everywhere, there's like 13 years behind my overnight business. So, and it's true. And it's true. Like people really think that it's like super easy and super, especially with all the, the things that you see on social and stories that you hear and like people telling you stuff, you think it's like, oh yeah, I'll just start an e-commerce business. I'll sell stuff on eBay and then on Amazon. And then tomorrow I'll be rolling in my Lamborghini. And it doesn't work like that. Like it really takes a effort. It really takes a lot of learning. It really takes you pushing and pushing and pushing the train. Even when you're starving, you haven't slept. And I'm not saying don't eat and don't sleep. I'm just saying, keep pushing the train. You have to keep pushing it so that it gets some traction. If not, it's never going to go anywhere. So wait, you're saying like the course that says that you can start a $10 million e-commerce business in 10 days is, is maybe not realistic? 
<laughs> it's super realistic. What do you mean? <laughs> I put my wife to work on that already. We're already at three million. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that is fantastic advice for the listener. David, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. To the listener who is excited about this idea and is willing to to push the train and get it going, do so. Take some action. Follow through on some of the steps that we've outlined here. Come up with your own actions. Just you know, push that train. Let us know what you've done. Email us at update at runwithit.fm. Everyone who does will get exclusive access to a private Facebook group of action takers. And one lucky listener will earn a free mentoring session from David and potentially a business partnership on this idea. David, where can listeners go to learn more about you? Cool. So I'm on, uh, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram as David Adler. On Instagram, I think I'm D Adler B. Uh, the best thing is just to find me on our business page for The Travel Secret. That's thetravelsecret.com. And yeah, my email is david at thetravelsecret.com. I'll be happy to to be in touch with people. I always share that with my clients and prospects and everybody. So anybody can email me at that, at that, at that address. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, David. Great chatting with you and looking forward to talking again soon. Thank you. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks again. Now it's time for you to run with it. Follow through on the action steps discussed and email a summary of what you did to update at runwithit.fm. Every listener who emails us will gain exclusive access to a private Facebook group of action takers. And one listener will earn a free mentoring session with today's guest and potentially a business partnership. Help us build the Run With It community of generous entrepreneurs. Please like, subscribe, and review us online. And remember, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm run, that's R-U-N, and get 15% off your first year.